Hi friends, I'm Shally Jolink and this is The Other Side of the Bar, a podcast about what life is really like on the other side of the bar. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Other Side of the Bar, facebook.com slash Other Side of the Bar and Instagram at Other Side of the Bar. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the other side of the bar. Cheers! Hey everyone, welcome. I'm Shally Jolink and I'm with Rebecca and this is another episode of The Other Side of the Bar and we're sitting with um, Billy. I'll let him introduce himself. Billy Forrester. Yeah. And you are the, what's your title? What do you call yourself? I work at Billy's Own Garden. Alright. Can I, is it fair to call you the owner operator, owner operator? I'm not much of an operator. <laughs> yeah, Alex pretty much. Smooth operator. Edge our place up, yeah. That's funny. I'm actually just making sure my phone's on do not disturb so I don't get a phone call while we're doing this. But um, while we're doing this, why don't you... Um, I ta- The question I ask everyone is, uh, you know, I ask them to just tell their story and how they got here. Um, and I guess for you... It's a longer story. Um, it's a longer story than others. Um, oh, here we are. So, where were you born? Were you born in Texas? Yeah, I was born and raised in Fort Worth. Oh, re- okay. Yeah, Harris Hospital. Okay. One of those kids. I got to Austin as soon as I could. <laughs> what year was that? Seventy-nine. Seventy-nine. And uh, moved here to reopen my veterinary practice. I bought an old existing practice and continued to operate that. About those time, I met uh, folks who ran Texas Showdown Sloan, mm-hmm. who were associated with the bar I went to when I was at Texas A&M. And uh, came up, one of the partners wanted to sell out. And uh, I said, well, I want to buy in, but I want to run it. Yeah. And everybody else had already left town and said, you run it. So I did, and we did, and it worked out and did that for 14, 15 years. That was before Waterloo? Yes. That's my first bar. Texas Showdown Saloon? Texas Showdown Saloon. I remember that 2610 Guadalupe. Home of the happiest minutes. Yes. (laughs) 3 to 3.15. And that's where I learned the business. Yeah, you worked there over 10 years. Yeah. Back, I just got divorced and uh, wasn't sleeping much. I closed that place down at 2 in the morning, get home about 3.34, open my practice up, work till noon there, and go and pick up the previous night's receipts, go to the bank, make change, go back work lunch, go back do the... Uh, veterinary practice and six I go back to work at showdown but like I say I was young and never slept That's never amazing. slept wow. I think about nine months so wait, were you a vet yeah I did uh-huh. that too so you wait were you a veterinarian yeah. yes I didn't know that yeah oh that's why people that. sometimes you'll hear him call him Dr. Billy oh of course yeah I did that for well, a year in California and four years here oh, oh. oh medical parkway just right here yeah, my draft house. Right here, yeah, yeah that's right back. Yeah. So I did that. And uh, 
anyway, I just had a good time. And then in, uh, I think about 89, no, it was later than that. A Waterloo? Well, we did uh, Crown and Anchor next. Oh, okay. I don't remember what year that was either. I can look it up when it opened. So did you yeah. open it? Yes, we did. Okay. Then the Beach Cabaret, we bought out that lease and did Crown and Anchor Pub. Cool. We can look up the dates later. So how long were you at Crown and Anchor? Who did you, did you start that with just you or was it with me? and uh, I guess pretty much Craig Steed mm -hmm. was the operating partner. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got it open and when it opened, I had a couple of beers there and walked back to Showdown where I felt like I belonged mm -hmm. and kept working there. Yeah. And then in, uh, Eighty six, eighty seven. We opened uh, Dog and Duck. Uh huh. Seventeenth in Guadalupe Street. And then in uh, December of ninety three, we opened Barley Brewing Company. Okay. And then in two thousand four, we opened Billy's on Burning. Right. So I kind of evolved through all those places. Yeah, I didn't think about it, but I didn't realize Crown and Anchor and Dog and Duck came before Waterloo and all those places. And Waterloo really. A lot of it. Did Waterloo open as a brew pub or just the bar and then you made it a brew pub? No, it was a brew pub from, from the beginning. So talk about that. Like you got, I think we interviewed Philip out here. Uh -huh. um, and he talked about he started from day one. Yes. Um, and how, you know, you opened with, like, Steve Anderson was your partner? Were there any he was, other? He was the brewer. Yeah. Well, actually, the owners were Susan Forrester and I. Uh -huh. We owned it. And then Steve Anderson was the brewer. Valerie Mintel was the day manager. John DeKenner was the night manager. Mm -hmm. And uh, Philip Duke did bookkeeping. And, and that, we all just, that was our jobs. We just did our jobs. Yeah. That was a huge bar, too. Three levels, the brewery, and then was the brew store part of you guys, too, across the parking lot? No, we lot? leased that to leased uh, that? Austin Home Brew Supply. That's right, yeah. So, at the time, was it a big deal to people? Did people know that it was the first brew pub in Texas? Was it advertised as that? or It was advertised that way, but they didn't understand it. Yeah. I kind of misunderstood. I thought everybody was traveling to California enough they understood what a brew pub was and so that's in our advertising I defined what kind of brew pub we were but it took me about a year to figure out a lot of people didn't know that you were ahead of your time yeah they didn't they didn't get it and a brew pub is where you brew beer and sell it yeah and the, the you're, same you're involved in all three levels you manufacture the product mm -hmm. package it and sell it retail yeah but you didn't sell anywhere else except that bar. At that location. At that location. And it had to yeah. be at that location. Yeah. And now it's the group up things on the way up. Right. And you helped um, with uh, some of the lawmaking process. Mm -hmm. I, I used to, speaking as someone who used to work at the Capitol, I understand not wanting to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, really. It's one of the most yeah. exciting times of my life. Oh. 
because I didn't really know what I was doing. That's but the best I, way to do it, right? Yeah, it, had a, it was. Just ignorance will get yeah. you a long way. Yeah. And I had some friends that advised me, a couple of lobbyists, and uh, I just, I was in the lobby every morning, every evening, every committee meeting. Mm -hmm. I just, I yeah. didn't miss a thing. That's, I know exactly yeah, what that's Yeah, what you gotta do. Do you remember, it's, you know, it's been a long time and I don't remember a lot of things from it. Um, and I worked there in 2003, so this was, long time before that. This was in the 90s, I guess. 80s, uh, 90s. 73rd session. Yeah. Uh, it was... Uh, when, 93. 93. December. All that, because I remember we... Got it. Got exact dates in there. Well, when did so the legislature meets from January to June, basically? Right. When and and so that would have been of '93, and because they, they meet every odd year, and uh, I know at least that much. Right. So when Waterloo Brewing opened, was it after June of '93, or was it's it after June? Yeah. It would be in December. Yeah. We barely opened in the same year. Right. So we got it done. We opened like the 27th of December, 1993. So just in time for New Year's. That's yeah. 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 And I moved here in 95. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, part of the, the research I'm doing is looking at, like, you are ahead of your time because there was kind of this delay when Waterloo Brewing opening opened. And even clothes, and I know the copper tank replaced it, right? I, I maybe replaced or no, not replaced? No. no, it was a fox and the hound, right? Oh, it came into that space. Yeah, it came yeah, into that, came space. Into that yeah. space. Okay, but craft brewing really didn't get, hasn't really, you know, it's been booming the past what ten years now. It took it took a while for the concept to get, you know, legs. Understood. Yeah. Understood. That'd be get legs. It'd be. Yeah. I guess Celis was the first big one, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So what's like one thing you learned that about opening a opening a bar or the brew pub itself that like might surprise someone? Or the way we did, we tried to work with everyone. Uh, we're all just scrambling, trying to pull it all together not really knowing what our real goal was. Sure. We made some assumptions and tried to act like we knew what we were doing, but we really didn't. Well, we'll see you next time, bud. Okay. Bye. Take care, Steve. How long was it open for? Uh, about eight years, seven eight and years. a half. And it got bought the lease, they jacked up the lease to build condos? Is that what happened? Yeah. What was yeah. Just, I, now it's being, uh, it'll be the Zaza, Hotel. Oh, okay. Is what it's evolved. Wow. Yeah. And it sat empty for a decade, right? A long time. They pushed you out and it did nothing. That's, oh man, that's. So y'all lease, y'all didn't own the property mm -hmm. when y'all started the brewing. Yeah, I had a chance to buy it after we got things open. I was so cash poor. Yeah. There was just no way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
No. No. Our policy's been not to own the buildings uh, because of liability and all that. Uh, we like not owning them. Right. It may not be the best investment strategy. But right. I can see that. I think Billy's is small enough they can't build any condos here. That's what I always say, at least at the firehouses next door. Yeah. So we should be in good shape. We're just kind of <laughs> some limiting. Yeah. Okay, y'all lease here? Yeah. Lease, yeah. Um, what? So, 2004, Billy's on Burnett? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, September. That's right, so your birthday. We opened yeah. on Billy's birthday. Oh, when's your birthday? Or, or kind of the next day. Uh, oh, the next yeah. the day before? Yeah, I guess on the 15th. Yeah. My birthday's the next day. It's a good birthday present. It was. Yeah. I, I didn't realize, Rebecca, I interviewed her a couple episodes ago, and I didn't realize um, you were a regular at Jorge's. Yeah. That, that's how I met you guys became yeah. partners yeah. with him. Yeah. I feel like it's my fault sometimes because right. I got Alex the job. You're a regular. He kind of twisted your arm. Yeah, all worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. That's no. the one restaurant that my parents approved of. You know, we didn't go out to eat a lot growing up. I grew up right down the road here, and um, but Jorge's was always acceptable. We were, we took our kids in there. Yeah, I mean that was our yeah. hideout. So I'd go have a couple of margaritas, walk up, walk back. Yeah. I know those margaritas were strong. Yeah, they were strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I miss Jorge's. I miss it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I guess, um, so you're born in Fort Worth. Some, most people know Billy's is a Packers bar right. during the NFL. Uh, how did that happen? Well, I was a little kid, and I figured it was about 19. 57, 58. Uh, there wasn't a, there wasn't a Texas football team. Yeah. It was before the Cowboys. Oh, okay. They didn't come along until here, here. I didn't. But um, yeah. and uh, I just I got the the coach's card, football cards. Mm -hmm. Vince Lombardi, and I remember looking at he looked like uh, the pen and ink drawing that used to be in Funkin' Wagnalls. You know, football coach mm -hmm. in pen and ink, and that would be him standing there. And I thought he just looked like the right stuff, and that's how. I, so that's my team. I like it. Yeah, I liked it. And that's why I stuck by. Yeah, we're an official Packers bar. Billy's owns two shares, right? The bar owns two shares. Yeah. Well, like oh, Alex the owns, team. Yeah. Alex owns a share. I that's own a right. share. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. They're the only team in the NFL where you can do that, right? Yeah. So we always get invites to the shareholders meetings. Right. I always tell Alex we have to go sometime where all our billions are. I'd say you just go for fun. I know. It'd be so fun. So Hang out be... at the bar across the street. What's yeah. the bar? You were there. I've been to all of them across oh, the yeah. street. The stadium view. I think it's called Stadium View. It's the famous one. I don't know. I researched all this. Like, we're going to Green Bay one time. Okay. <laughs> when was the first time you went to Green Bay? Don't remember. I tell you what, I've saved all the ticket stubs from the games I've gone to. Yeah. And I can look back through and find that day. <laughs> yeah. That's good. But you became a fan before you visited. Way before. Yeah. I mean, it was, I was a kid in elementary school. Yeah. There was a little, uh, I visualized it being like over on uh, 34th Street. There's a little uh, store sandwich place. Uh-huh. 
uh, I can't remember the name. I think it's still there. I think it's like Delaware Subs. No, it's it's just a it's a, it's just a frame building. And uh, but anyway, this little store sold football cards. And so all those kids, it's kind of like the old deal, you know, two in, two out, like that. And we go be in the store. And, uh, now, do you have that baseball over the I football don't. cards? So it's worth a fortune, right? That's what I'm thinking. Oh, oh, I'd love to have that. Yeah. A 58. I know. Oh, imagine? wow. You can go on vacation with that card. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff got lost when I went off the Navy. Uh, it got lost where? When I went off to the Navy. Oh, right. And what year? You went to the Navy what year? 1966. 66. 66 to 70. Three tours, right? Four tours. Four tours. Sorry. Did you enlist? Yes. Everybody's getting drafted. It was. Yeah. Riding was on the wall. Right. So, so you signed up. Could you pick the Navy? Yeah. You yeah. Could, yeah. Yeah. And I love the story of when you got released from the Navy. They dropped you off in San Francisco. You took the story. Yeah. And then from there, you got off the bus, or you took a bus to Hate Street or some bar. I love. You told me the story once. You were at a bar, and it was all hippies. You missed the whole hippie thing because you were in the Navy. I missed all that. Yeah. What year did you get uh, released? Officially? I mean, after all the... Yeah, and then August of 1970. Wow. So right after the summer of love, getting dropped off in the middle yeah. of San Francisco. I love that story. <laughs> Where were you stationed? Different places? or Aboard aircraft carriers. Yeah, just everywhere. So I got released from my ship, and I worked my back to the continental United States, Treasure Island was where I, it's called separated from active service. Uh-huh. And they gave me an airplane ticket and sent me home from there. Okay. Was it mainly in the Pacific or? Yeah. Yeah. So when we go to the aircraft carrier, the USS Lexington, Lexington like that? That's some of the first, uh, the second ship I was on <gasps> was a Lexington. Lexington. That's a great tour. It's a great tour. It's amazing. I took my sons, we turned the corner and said, the barbershop will be over here. Right. And they kept saying, how do you know that? Because right. they're all laid <laughs> out the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's kind of kitchen But I took cover. my kids, and I live on the rooftop of the, or the top of the aircraft carriers, all the planes. You can sit in one of them, get your picture taken. It's incredible. I, uh... In Corpus Christi, if you're ever out there. Oh, no, I, I, I somehow figured out... We were... I was a part of the first Girl Scouts troop to spend the night on that show. Okay, cool. When it, right when it became, you know, a museum. Yeah. Right when Corpus first got it. Now, they say it's haunted. Did you have any hauntings? I was too young <laughs> to care, or... I was more proud of, like, I was a Girl Scout. Shelly's one of those, I ain't scared. I ain't scared. I like ghosts. I ain't scared of no ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they kept saying on the tour. It's haunted. Yeah. It's haunted. I just remember waking up and hitting my head because oh, yeah, the three, yeah. it was three bunks in right. one bed, and I kept telling myself I wasn't going to do it, and I did. <laughs> um, that's all I remember, yeah. really, truly. And that, and then a big eating in a big mess hall, and kind of feeling like maybe that, like, as much as a young girl in a Girl Scouts, and it was like the green, the junior Girl Scouts, yeah. you know, like the, where you wear the green yeah. Yeah, sashes. As much as one could feel that way, like, oh, this feels like... I mean, it felt like camp, but a little different, you know? Um, So, yeah. Because my family's from uh, Taft, 
which is right outside of Corpus. Right? Okay, I didn't know that. That's where mom's from. Uh, Nueces County. Or San Patricio County. Corpus is in Nueces County. And San Patricio is the bordering county, which is much more rural and cotton. Lots of cotton. Um, so, yeah. Um, I lost track of what we're talking about. <laughs> Uh, but in your senior year, really, you went moved to a really small town. What yes. I forget the name of it. We moved out of Fort Worth. It was Covington. Covington, that's right. Covington, Texas, in Hill County. Okay. It's 50 miles south of Fort Worth. Yeah. It's right off of I-35. And your graduating class was? Six. Six people. What? I, yeah. I was number three, which helped me when I got into A&M. Uh, high enough so I could make less on the SAT. Mm-hmm. Same way. That's how I got in there. And that's when you trained to become a vet? That's correct. You don't you don't still keep up with your vet's license, but No, I'll let go. How long how long did you have to go to school to be a vet back in that like back then? Four years probably? Just yeah. Well there's the pre vet stuff, which is all I mean everybody's pre Right. Pre graduate. Yeah. You work up to graduate degree. So I don't know how many years. Did you About eight. So you went to grad school to be a vet, yeah? Well, it's not called that, but it, it, wasn't it, called it is what it is. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah, and then he had a vet, vet practice for a year in Berkeley, right? Yeah. Berkeley, Berkeley California. In, uh, actually, Campbell, California. Cam- Campbell. In, uh, East Bay, yeah. Near there. Uh, south. Uh, just real close to San Jose. But you're just missing... Texas too much or Texas yeah. boy. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, couldn't make any friends out there. Uh, Why'd you leave Texas? <laughs> I just, I, I went off to professional school and I kind of got the big head and I thought I'm going to go off to California where I can practice quality medicine. And uh, I did get to do that. It just, it took the fun out of it. I just, I mean, I was raised here. I think I Alex like is the, yeah, Alex is the same way. He'll never leave. He loves yeah. Texas. Yeah, I haven't left. Yeah, most people don't. I think. Or they well, leave I think and then they come an back. An expatriate is, I think, more solid. You made that decision to leave. Right. And you come back. You're not going anywhere. Right. You'll be able to blow me out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when you enlisted, were you in Texas or California? In Texas. Uh huh. No, after the Navy, he moved back to California. Right. Or I didn't yeah. go to A&M and all that. Yeah. Honestly, a story. Okay. Oh, you went to A&M after your service? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that what paid for it? Yes. Yeah. Here's my GI Bill. Yeah. Oh, of course. So that was all good. Mm. So you enlisted when you were young. Yeah. Well, I, was, I graduated high school when I was 17. And in September, just before I turned 17, I joined the Navy like... Um, September 20-something. Had like a 180-day, it's called a cashew plan or something. Mm-hmm. She waited to go in. So I, go in I wasn't active until Howdy. November. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Uh, <laughs> nice. And now you spend sweet. most weekends at the Bay? Yeah, down bay. south. To, Near that's Victoria. Exciting. Yeah. I love Victoria. Now, that's a cool city. Yeah. Uh, uh, we spent the weekend there this weekend. 
Navarro Street. Oh. And I figured if your address is on any street other than Navarro, you ain't shit. <laughs> That's where everything starts. My mom's grandparents lived there, and they had like an adobe house there. And, oh wow! Um, apparently, there's some new tenants in there, which were only have only been the second tenants, and we're supposed to go back and see it like sometime as soon as my mom, you know, finishes school, and that'll be her, like she's retiring too. So that'll be cool. I'm excited. You want a school teacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Where does she teach around here? She teaches uh, special ed at uh, elementary, uh, middle school, Hill Country Elementary. Oh, yeah. Hill Country Middle School. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, so. Right by the mall. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess, like, you know, I can't talk to you, Billy, and not talk about the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl parties. Oh, and, yeah, Fox. Yeah. Yeah. My dad has some stories that I won't say now. I understand. Uh, There's some I won't tell. Yeah. There's um, a lot. <laughs> really, like, it, yeah. Um, but I get, like, uh, um, when, how, were, were you a part of the inception of these Super Bowl no, parties? No, no, no. Or was it Falk? I was, a, I was a latecomer. Okay. And uh, I just, I met Falk along the way. Because Falk used to hang out at Showdown okay. on Guadalupe Street. That's right. how I met Falk. Because he did uh, some of his paintings along that... Uh, the drag. The Renaissance Market. Right, yeah. And so that's how I met him. I think he taught at UT. Um, or some university at one point, briefly. He did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so you met Falk at Showdown... And Gary Falk is his name. Um, I don't know how my dad knew him, except my dad knows a lot of artists in Austin. We used to go to um, this place. I guess it was maybe, oh, the Art Warehouse. That's what we called it. I don't know what it is today, but I just remember as a child, that's what it was known as. That's what my parents called it. It was somewhere on 6th Street. Every weekend, there was, it was probably like a big fair where all these showcases like all these people all these artists showcase their work and I think my dad somehow just knew all the artists or because my dad was a contractor construction worker so he would just find ways to help these artists you know build whatever they needed to I don't know um you know and my dad always collected Navajo rugs and lots of stuff like that Mato Pena back in the day like he, Uh he used to go to these places so my dad knew him and I think that's how he knew Falk my dad don't really talk about it that makes sense yeah we just don't tell yeah and Austin was so much smaller then yeah yeah it was a really small small community um so so y'all so y'all just all started going to the Super Bowl party that Falk held because Falk was Steve Anderson right I went with Steve is how I got kind of drawn into it. Oh, okay. I didn't know Steve Anderson. Yeah. Okay. Because about that time, I was hanging out at Jenny's some, and I'd see those guys then, because Jenny's became my therapy group. Yeah. That therapy. During your divorce? It was after divorce. Wait, Jenny's little Jenny's a long one. Dad calls it Jenny's little short horn. Short horn. 
the Longhorn. Or I don't know. What the, I think everyone still calls it Jenny's. No it's matter Jenny's. What. Yeah. yeah. That's what I still call it. Could have a coaster. Oh, yeah. A drink coaster. Nice. Like a decoupage product. Yeah. Um. So, since you've opened Billings, um, are you part of any other bars in Austin? Um, I'm still a shareholder at uh, Crown and Anchor Pub okay. from San Jacinto. Yeah. And you're going to open five more bars? No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I think I'm where I want to be. Right? You're, you're yeah, no plans. I'm in a very good place. Yeah. No plans to open any? I like it here. Yeah. Do you, I know you were never a, you know, a brewmaster or no. brewed beer. Um, but do you have any advice for people who are brewing beer and opening their own bars? I mean, I know that's a huge audience. Yeah, I can. Uh, because the way uh, Steve Anderson and I, we went to the Great American Beer Festival back yeah. in probably about 1990, I bet. And we're coming back on the plane. I'd never been. It was my first time. Mm-hmm. And Steve Anderson's sitting right next to me. And I said, uh, Steve, what I got to see this weekend in Denver is what I think Austin needs. The, uh, the brew pub concept would fit Austin. So I think... Uh, you need to go to brew school. I would go, go up on the hill and change the law. And I said it just that matter-of-factly. And, uh, and that's what we did. Yeah. He went to Chicago and to Siebel Institute. Went up on the hill and changed the law. Words have power, though, right? You it did. It, it did just work. It. Yeah. What I learned, it's about negotiation. Everybody's going, well, I want this, I want that. You don't want anything. You find out what you can get, and you work to get that. You don't want everything. Everything will get you nowhere. Right. Oh my gosh, that is... I very much relate to that. That's very good yeah. advice. So that's what I can tell you about. Just look at bits and pieces of this whole dynamic thing. I don't really admire what all the kids are doing now. Yeah, it's incredible, yeah. right? It's incredible. Every year, more and Yeah, more. I, I don't fully understand it. Right. It's, it's a long way up. from the law I worked I on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, new laws are coming because right now we're the only state where a brewery can't sell beers to go. Like, we can sell beers to go, but a brewery can't. Yeah. So they're trying to get that oh. changed. That's the next law. Okay. What if, is that the same as selling already bottled and canned beers here? Or no? I don't know. That's different. But yeah, it's the same. Like, if you go to Austin Beer Works, you can't buy their beer to go. You can only right. drink it on premise. Yeah. So that's what the law they're trying to change. Yeah. But Austin Beer Works, we can't get it to go beer. Right. Like we can do it here. Right. Yeah, and that part true. I don't understand. No one does. I guess that's the only state that doesn't allow that. And then there's different laws if you're a brew pub or a brewery. Mm-hmm. So some of the breweries are changing their licensing. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. After that law got. Everybody yeah. switching. I couldn't. Right now. It's crazy. They didn't want to be a brew pub. Yeah. They wanted to be a. Brewery or the opposite or. Yeah. 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 This model seems to work though, because Bill, the way Billy's and Crown and Anchor and did Showdown have food? A little grill. A, a right? little bit. Little, like a George Foreman grill, right? Trish always tells the story how she'd be the only one working, and she would have to bartend, bus, and grill the burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there towards the end. Yeah. We had a little uh, just after I sold it. Oh okay. And uh, so I never made a burger. 
show that, but he didn't. Oh, okay. I remember that. Yeah. But they never had a full kitchen at Showdown. Uh-uh. No. Speaking of, like, I meant to say this earlier when we were talking about NFL football. You know, that's what I like about Austin is there's all kinds of fans from all kinds of different teams, and there's all there's different bars. Um, the, the place that exists now where Showdown was is a bar called The Local. Local, that's a good one. And they're a Denver Broncos bar. Right. I believe. I mean, that's just... Yeah. Everybody has their affiliation. Yeah. I, I, I just... I think it's so neat. I I love... You know... It's fun to come here on, on game days. You know... Yeah, just, you don't have to be a Packers fan. It's just the energy. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It is pretty incredible. Um, so, um, I guess... Um, any final thoughts, Billy? I'll have one one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Okay, yeah. you have to finish with your famous, how are you doing? How are you doing? I, people, when people ask you, how are you doing? Oh. And you always, what is your, you always say the same thing. <laughs> pretty good for me. <laughs> oh, pretty good for a man, mate. I'm sorry. I didn't no, my friend Christy used to... It's spontaneous. I know. It just comes out. But it's cute. You know, it's like that. My friend Krista used to always respond. She was one, actually the first person... One of the first he, he people who brought Krista, me Krista, what's her last name? Krista Morrison. Morrison. I don't know if you remember her. It was a long time ago. She always drank Bud Lights, and then she went over to Balmeray. What? Oh, yeah, the yeah. Krista. Yeah, Krista. Yeah, I don't She know. always said, that's what she I hear, She went the same birthday. Oh, really? Oh, I, think, I didn't yeah. know that. That makes sense. Yeah, I think it. I don't know where she is now. Larry keeps in touch with her, but yeah. Um, I remember she walked in. You asked how, or she asked how you were doing, and you said, "Good for a man my age." Pretty good for a man. And Krista <laughs> responded, "Well, that's what I hear." <laughs> and that's how you guys became friends. <laughs> so I was like, "Who's that? <laughs> that's Billy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for sitting down with us. Um, Thank y'all for listening. Of oh, of course. This is great. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Bye. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for listening. To find out more information, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook.com forward slash other side of the bar and Instagram at other side of the bar. And let us know what you think. Thanks again so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Other Side of the Bar. Cheers!